the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump will slam the brakes on government spending in his new budget plan being released next week. But there will be hundreds of billions more dollars for the Defense Department. President Trump will be asking Congress for another $750 billion in defense spending, some of which is planned for his southern border wall project and creating the new Space Force branch of the military. But according to a White House official, President Trump will be focusing on strict spending caps with the goal of balancing the budget in 15 years. While defense spending will grow, discretionary spending will be reduced by 5% in other departments, and the Environmental Protection Agency is one of those slated for spending cuts. Although the president outlines his priorities in the budget, Congress authorizes the funding. Jackie Quinn, Washington. This is SRN News. Larry Elder teaches the Democrats a history lesson. Policies enacted by FDR account for, according to these researchers, 60% of the weak recovery. Without the policies, they contend that the Depression would have ended in 1936 instead of the year that the slump actually ended, 1943. Calling this the Green New Deal shows profound historical ignorance. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Well, some of the snowfall amounts have been dialed back just a bit. As we update your forecast here on AM 1280, The Patriot, before we get into the uh, Hour 2 of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, looking at maybe 2 to 4 today, 3 to 5 tonight, depending on where you are in the Twin Cities. At blustery conditions, though, that wind blowing stuff around, gusting to around 30 miles an hour for today, tonight, and tomorrow. I'm only happy when it rains. I'm only happy when it's complicated. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Second hour of the uh, Saturday edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Normally, Brad Carlson will be heard every uh, Sunday from 1 to 3. He's off on assignment tomorrow. I will be in tomorrow either literally... Or perhaps just in spirit uh, with a with a, re- a repeat broadcast, depending on uh, the staffing situation. Or if the snow, snow uh, picks up, we may wind up uh, running a best of tomorrow. Either way, there will be a Mitch Berg on the air tomorrow on AM twelve A, the Patriot. Hopefully, regular schedule going next week. Uh, of course, our usual schedule: uh, King Banyan every Saturday morning from nine to eleven. Our uh, myself here Saturdays one to three. Brad Carlson Sundays one to three on AM twelve eighty the Patriot six five one two eight nine four four eight eight the number to call should you care to join us. We're also on Twitter at hashtag N A R N show. That's Narn show short for Northern Alliance Radio Network. I uh, hope you can tune in via any means you want to. If you have any questions, comments, uh, feedback, that's what we're here for. Now. Over the course of the last six or seven years, one of the steady themes on the broadcast here is we've, we've covered the travails of a number of metro, uh, metro area cities who's, who've had some elements of their population perk up and notice, hey, they're trying to move our city trash collection under city control. Uh, it happened in Bloomington. We've been talking about that for quite some time. We talked about it in, in my hometown, uh, my current home, St. Paul, for a bit, but it snuck up on St. Paul really, really, really fast, sort of like a large cat pouncing on an unaware rodent. And with us to discuss about 
about the attempt to strike back on this uh, is our, our next guest, uh, Patricia Harrington. Uh, from the, By the way, what you, you represent a group. What's the group called? St. Paul Trash. St. Paul Trash. I'm going to pull that microphone down just a little bit here, and then we can get that on mic there. St. Paul Trash. Thank you very much, Patricia Harrington. Uh, Hartman, rather. Patricia Hartman for coming on the broadcast with us. Let's set up a little bit of the background. How uh, St. Paul currently has a a trash system that's that's was implemented last fall, as I recall, and has already cratered. I mean, even the Pioneer Press, as relentless a cheerleader for city government as there is, has been running stories about what a complete disaster it's been, especially on the east side, especially with Waste Management Incorporated and and the terrible job that they've been doing out there and the fact that consumers out there have no recourse because unlike the old trash system where everyone basically contracted from any trash hauler they wanted, and if you didn't like the service you got, as I did not with waste management myself years and years ago, you could go get a better one. And I did years and years ago that I can't go to anymore. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about what led us to this situation in St. Paul, uh, Patricia Hartman. Well, when you said it, it snuck up like a cat that pounced. That really was true for me. Yeah. The first notice I had that this was going to become, I guess, a reality was when I got a postcard in May of 2018 telling me I was going to need to choose what size trash cart because the city was now taking over the trash system. Right. And that was the first I knew of it. And then I started to investigate it a little bit and found out that they had, you know, put this plan together, signed a contract the previous November. And there were some people that had known about it and they had been, I would say, fairly vocal in telling our city council, they didn't want the plan. Right. Our city council supposedly did organize some sort of a committee to do community outreach to test the waters, to find out what the electorate, the citizens thought about it. And when I started looking at the comments that had been filed on our website, our city council website, it was obvious to me that there were hundreds, perhaps thousands of people that told the city council, please don't do it. Right. And they did it anyway. Of course they did. And by the way, anytime any government entity in Minnesota, whether it's the city of St. Paul, city of Minneapolis, city of Bloomington, Met Council, anyone says, we're going to go out there and look for public input, they're just punching a ticket. It's just, it's, it's a legalistic thing. They're going to go do whatever they want anyway. Public input has never had the faintest effect on anything. In my 30 years in Minnesota, it's never had the faintest effect on anything. The bureaucracy goes and does what it wants to do. Now, before... Perhaps somewhat before this system was foisted upon the city and citizens of St. Paul, St. Paul actually had something that would seem a little incongruous, uh, given St. Paul's reputation as being a far left, progressive run city. It had two areas of life where the free market prevailed absolutely. One of them was alley plowing, where everyone contracts their own alley plow or digs themselves out. Uh, I have a great block for that. I mean, it's you can eat off the alley 10 minutes after the snow stops in my in my neighborhood because the plow guy lives on my block. We pay him 200 bucks a year. He loves it. And trash. Used to be you could get any trash you want. You could do trash any way you wanted. People in a fourplex could team up, and if they recycled and, and took care of things, they could team up on one barrel of trash a week and, and, and pay a quarter of the normal price. And the prices were competitive because the city wasn't telling you who you had to use. And you, if you conserved, if you, you didn't buy a lot of packaging, if you weren't so wasteful, you could get away with a, a tiny little barrel and get collected less often and, and save money. You could even not get trash at all if you wanted to and just take bags down to the city dump for five bucks a pop or less if the, the person on duty that they didn't care that much. Lots of ways to save money back then. Not so much anymore. Now, now that not the system has been changed for our own good. <laughs> no, that's true. And I will tell you, I did just as a member of the community about eleven years ago, organize my block, right, in the interest of just, I guess, getting a better rate, having a few few less trucks going down the alley, and we got a fabulous rate. We got a block rate. We didn't even have to get everybody on the block to agree. Wow. And it was it was a great situation. Um, but yes, that's that's not there anymore. And you, you know, I found out at that time that I had neighbors who did not need a separate trash service. We had people who are, you know, single homeowners, low generators of trash. A lot of times, people who are retired, who just don't process as much material in their life stream anymore. Oh yeah, and they and they just didn't need it. 
And some of them were combining with other neighbors, which I thought was great. Um, I thought it was actually good for the community Uh that uh, one neighbor might know a little bit more about the comings and goings of another neighbor. Actually, to me, that's part of what makes the neighborhood vibrant. Yeah. Are those true, real, neighborly, functional connections that you can have with your own neighbor. And I found out that trash was one of them on my block. Trash and snow plowing on my block are two of the big ones. Exactly. And, 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 go ahead. And we have the same situation you mentioned. We have a great snowplower right on our block. And by the way, they want to take that over too. It hasn't gained any any traction yet, as it were. And <laughs> in a weather like this, it won't. But uh, bump. But but and hopefully, if this trash thing fails miserably and completely craters, maybe that'll that'll kind of blunt the move to 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 take that under city control as well here because of course that will be a, yet another disaster but back to the trash here so yeah i know i since i've been an empty nester for this last about a year or so i use about a 13 gallon bag a week on an average week uh i mean it would take me it takes me five weeks to fill up if if they let me it'd take me five weeks to fill up a full-size 60 gallon uh tub uh, but yeah, if you're, if you live in a fourplex, now suddenly the fourplexes have to get, uh, get, get four tubs instead of sharing one or two. And to, to make it even worse, uh, there, there's no way around it. You, you, you're forced to pay it one way or the other. And, uh, and, and if you don't do it, it gets thrown onto your property taxes anyway. And people are being charged very high sums of money. Yes. That's one of the things that we found in the petition process when we were collecting signatures. There were so many stories from so many walks of life. But I, it's not unusual for me to run into somebody who self-hauled, somebody who's a low generator of trash. Uh, and also there are quite a few people that are very proud of the fact that they are zero wasters. Right. They will compost. They right. rarely have anything that needs to go to the trash heap. Oh, and yeah. that's just their lifestyle and they're proud of it. You know, they're very careful about how they shop and the packaging they, they acquire and all of that. But I've talked to people whose trash bills have gone up by a thousand percent. Yeah. They, they could get by for 50 or $70 a year and now they're stuck with $700 a year. Wow. I... My my rates went up about 50%. And it's not like I can't afford it. I just don't want to have to. There was no reason to have to. And yet I went from 20-ish bucks a month with a provider that I loved, that I've been with for 15 years, that always worked with me on whatever I needed. If I needed a couple of days, needed to move my payment date, needed, a, needed to throw something extra out there without getting scalped. Uh, they were happy to work with a little ma and pa operation, the perfect trash haulers. And boom, can't do it. And and that that and by the way, the people they were placed with not as bad as waste management, not as bad as BFI, but close, <laughs> not good. Uh, so this is, I, I mean, it's a, I I went from calling it North Korean trash collection to Tony Soprano trash collection because basically you had a meeting of the twelve families of trash and they divided up the city according to some arcane formula that nobody knows. And after that, no competition needed. So basically, it's a system that couldn't be better designed to raise rates and increase the extortion of the people. I think that's a fair way to call it so far. It does feel like extortion, yeah. I think. And I think that's the other thing. A lot of people are intimidated about speaking up or even fighting it because. As you probably know, if you don't pay your trash bill, well, there's going to be finance charges, penalties, and eventually an assessment against your property. That's right. And all and those penalties add up fast. When the city sees a, a reason to, put a, a, to, to start doing assessments on your property, they're not shy about it. They're not modest about it. And they have, they have no real restraint on the subject. I've, I've had friends who are landlords who've run into other issues with the city who says, yeah, these people just start hitting the ad button. It's like, it's like, it's like Paris Hilton with a stolen gold, gold card once these people start going after your property taxes. So, all right, we've established that, that it's a terrible system, that it's in some ways perhaps even worse than the systems they have in, I don't know, Bloomington or Minneapolis, where you basically have one city hauler uh, doing all the work, which has its own downsides and hides its costs fairly effectively. Here we perhaps have the worst of both worlds. Uh, we, have, we have private sector haulers of widely varying quality. Uh, operating under government rules, meaning no real incentive to be good at it anymore. And we're paying the highest prices around. Oh, good Lord, yeah. And unlike um, even Bloomington, which you mentioned, we don't have an opt-out. 
Bloomington has a form on their website, and for $35, you can just opt out of the trash system. Oh, really? And most places that even have the single hauler that the city contracted with will let uh, a particular resident opt out as long as they're not creating a public nuisance by letting garbage pile up on their property and they're responsible about how they dispose of it. Yeah. The city will let them do that. But that's St. Paul says there's no opt out. Because we know what is in your best interests. By the way, the three most uh, terrifying words of the English language when someone uh, from government says, we're looking at for your best interests, run away. 651-289-4488. Let's talk when we come back uh, with Patricia Hartman about the response to this uh, atrocity that's befallen the city of St. Paul's trash collection. Al, we'll take your calls at 651 651- 289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. pressure washer in your shop? Have you been keeping up on the maintenance? Looking for scale buildup in the coil? Lubricating the unloader valve? Changing the pump oil? Things need to be done to keep your machine running at peak performance. Let American Pressure take the worry of pressure washer maintenance off your plate. Call us today to line up a preventative maintenance schedule. 763-521-4442 Napa know-how This month, at your local Napa Auto Care Center, when you get a premium oil change with a cabin air filter, you also get a $15 mail-in rebate, which means the pros do the job and you get paid. Wait, what? Get your premium oil change and a cabin air filter and save 15 bucks at Napa Auto Care. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers. Offer ends 4-30-19. Jared! Ready for work. <laughs> I've hidden your toothbrush way in the back of the drawer. Good luck finding it. Oh, and the bathroom light is out again. At least it'll be harder for you to see the shower stains. <laughs> is your old, worn-out bathroom taunting you like this every morning? New Windows for America to the rescue. Yes, New Windows for America does bathroom replacement. Let them remake yours with a new, easy-to-clean tub, modern shower, and surround. They have a wide selection of bath products and design options to help you create a bathroom that is stylish and gives you the functionality that you need. New Windows for America can have them installed fast in as little as one day for most homes at an affordable price. In fact, it's as low as $79 per month now for Sebastian Gorka's America First listeners. Tired of your dingy old bathroom mocking you? Google New Windows for America today and check out their bathroom replacement and other home improvement products. Offer ends March 31st. The deals are smoking hot at Premier Pool and Spa right now. Every Arctic spa, everything in the showroom, everything that's already made up in Canada, A, is on sale. Yeah, but have you seen my backyard? I can't even put it back there right now, eh? Minor details. They can use a crane, or you can wait till spring. What's important is to get it now and take advantage of these clearance prices. You mean I can put a hot tub in right now and then move it again in the spring? You can if it's an Arctic spa. The base on these things is like no other spa. As long as it's level, it will run perfectly. Once the snow melts, you drain it, move it where you want it, fill her up, and let her buck. Yeah, and they're built for the cold, and they're easy on your wallet too, eh? All you have to do is go to the showroom and see the Arctic difference. Hey, don't lock yourself up in the house this winter. Winter's fun to be had, eh? You can swim all winter long, even in Minnesota, with an Arctic all-winter pool, too. Yeah, save on the spas today. Visit Premier Pools in Chanhassen. That's Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight First Minneapolis band to make the top forty that would be the Trash Men. Oh wait, we have synchronicity here. Yay! Uh, talking with Patricia Hartman of uh, Saint Paul Trash. Uh, I'm reminded, of course, of our good friend Bill Richard from uh, Bloomington from Hands Off Our Cans, who is uh, pointing out that yeah, they're still fighting the fight over there in Bloomington, uh, looking, I believe, to go to the uh, Minnesota Supreme Court. We'll have to have Bill on again one of these days. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. If you have questions or comments for Patricia Hartman, so let's talk about. 
you. We've been t- we have been we did the setup in the first segment, how St. Paul got to this point where even the Pioneer Press is throwing spitballs at the city. What brought you to this issue, Patricia Hartman? Well, really, it was that personal encounter I had with the postcard and the fact that I had personally organized my own block and knew that I, I actually was stunned when I looked at the prices they were charging for the different sizes of carts. Mm-hmm. And I was... Um, I would say shocked that they couldn't get a better price than the one I already had because, after all, you're only going to have one truck going down the alley, and that should lead to efficiencies. And I would have assumed that if the government was taking it over, we would have tried for the best price and, and an efficient system when, in fact, my prices were going to be going up. And then when I you know, talked, and that was for the smallest cart, um, and I talked to other people, and there were massive increases, and then I saw newspaper articles from people in the neighborhood who owned the multifamily buildings. And they were talking about how on a triplex or a fourplex they had, their trash was now going up by something like, I think, four times as much. It was going from two or 300 a year to over a thousand. Wow. And of course, they were just going to have to pass that along. That's the theory Mm -hmm. to the tenant, you know, Um, and the whole idea that St. Paul was supposedly striving for affordable housing. <laughs> it just didn't seem to be congruent. No. It, it never is in the city of St. Paul. But that's another an, an entire series of issues that, that spread out from the... But yes, yet another uh, cut against the idea that St. Paul could possibly an afford, uh, be an affordable city to live in without massive government event, intervention, which, again, is not affordable in and of itself. No, that's it. And then... When I was reading through the literature that existed and trying to figure out what is this extra administrative fee, (laughs) you know, that the city is supposedly earning by doing this. And that was another hard thing to, you know, wrap your head around. And it was hard to figure out all the numbers. These are rough estimates. But we did have somebody in our group who was a landlord who had actually at one time worked as a consultant for government entities and had done studies for municipalities and government entities when they would be planning things to see what the cost would be. Right. And this somebody this somebody who's very experienced, very well qualified, and he took the numbers off their website and from the Department of Public Works, and he determined um, that, gee, collectively, the city's going to collect something like $7.5 million more out of the pockets of its its residents to collect garbage than what was being paid yeah. under the pre-existing system. And of course, the bulk of this is going to the haulers. Right. But the city itself is getting something around $2 million. There's going to be city employees involved to administer all this because, of course, people can't administer things that they've been administering themselves perfectly fine since the, the city was formed. No, sorry, Bob. There's a couple of ways city, I mean, if cities have to get involved, Involved, and there's no reason they should have to, but in case they do, there are ways to do it. There are cities in the metro area that uh, put uh, put the entire city out for bid, and and haulers will say, okay, for a given level of service, we will bid this to the city, and this will be the cost you pass on to your to your consumers. Less stupid. If St. Paul wanted to safeguard some of the smaller haulers, they could have divided the city up into neighborhoods, into a grid, into areas, and have haulers bid. For each area to try and, and, and compete for each grid. That would be less stupid. But they did, and I and I say Tony Soprano style trash on because basically what you had was like I said earlier, a meeting of the twelve trash families at City Hall and they said, Oh, I can't make an offer you can't refuse. And and basically we're gonna you, you, here's the offer, here's the rate you will charge and and here's why you will charge it. And, and by the way, holler, big haulers, how, what what do you need to get out of this to make it worth oh, we need the big increase. it's it's the exact worst combination of cartel capitalism and government intervention right there. I mean, no way around it. So I mean the worst possible choice they could have made. That's true. That's the way it really came out. I mean, they could have done a request for proposal and, and gotten somebody to do the lowest bid or the best value, or as you say, they could have divided it in other ways. I think the explanation they gave was, well, we don't want to force out any of the smaller haulers, so that's why it's got to be a consortium. We want to include everybody. But of course, there were 15 haulers when they started the process, and now we're down to about eight. Right. So seven of them got out anyway. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, we've been told that was 
in some cases because they couldn't stand the bureaucracy and the red tape, and it was just going to be better to to give up their residential routes in St. Paul. That would have been my old holler. Who it's interesting. So I've been having this discussion with uh, people in St. Paul politics, and I said, oh, we never heard anything negative from any of the, the the hollers. Well, if all you're talking with is big hollers who don't have to spend any more money on advertising and marketing and have a large captive audience that has no choice but to give them money or get it twisted out of them by the city, uh, then, yeah, it's 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 a perfect system for big haulers or mid-level well-established haulers. Now, for someone who's going to get 12 square blocks in Battle Creek uh, or eight blocks of, of West 7th uh, with, with, with a bunch of uh, problematic customers, yeah, what's the point? My hauler was pretty vocal with me about saying, no, this is the dumbest thing I've ever run into. And yeah, they got out, unfortunately. And God bless all the people who got them because they're great, but they're they're not mine anymore. Yeah, and we hear we hear that, too, from other people. There were a lot of haulers that either sold their list or just said, we don't want to. We, we, we can't put up with this in yeah, St. Paul. That was mine. So uh, so so. Action is needed, and we're going to talk about the action that you are here to promote and uh, that I am all behind. Let's take a call first. Uh, in Maple uh, Maplewood, Jeff, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air with Patricia Hartman. Thank you, Mitch and Patricia. Uh, I own one fourplex in a, call, in a uh, parking lot with four fourplexes. We used to have one big box that we all shared, got picked up twice a week. My payment every month for that was about 100 bucks. Now we have now my payment per month is 150 bucks and I get picked up once a week and we have 16 people dragging their boxes out to the curbside. Uh, we have cars hitting the, the, uh, the, the boxes that are on two, three, four feet of snow. Uh, I went to the commission meet, or the uh, council meeting about two weeks ago in Battle Creek's uh, rec center, and the rep was Jane Prince, and she was pretty nice. You know, she wasn't mean or anything. There were about 15 people there. Everybody was against this and griping like crazy, and they said, we just don't want this system. We don't want it tweaked and fooled around. Let's just get rid of it. And she said, well, we have a five-year contract, and we can't do this or that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a mess. It was just a mess, and nobody was happy with it. And uh, I asked my previous hauler, did anybody from the city council ever call you and say, and I used to have Walters, which I was happy with. And th- he said, no, nobody called me or anything. Now we have another hauler, and it's uh, everybody's dragging these boxes around. You don't get the same box. They steal your boxes. I sent in a couple pictures to the city council uh, with the, with all these, you know, uh, Babylon 5 robots all over the place. And one of the boxes had been hit by a car and was about 250 feet down the road with a busted top off of it. Uh, this is a mess. There was a pile of cardboard and table out there for three or four weeks, which I don't really care about. But th- this was all. Of- and also, when I had when when people move out of my place and I have to replace the carpet, I would cut it up into small places and pieces and tape it up and throw it in our great big box. Oh yeah, now trying to dispose of large items has become an absolute nightmare. We're coming up on a break. Don't mean to interrupt you, Jeff. It, it's this is something that does deserve a solid hour uh, or, or two all by itself. And I don't think we're done with this subject by any means. So, Jeff, thanks for calling. And we're hearing of this from all sorts of people. I mean, I, 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 like I told people back when they were agitating for the system, if city-run trash hauling really kept the streets cleaner, by the way, I, speaking to one of Jeff's points, kept people from dumping things illegally, which was one of the one of the two stated reasons, uh, the, oh, two of the stated reasons that the proponents had for it, uh, for this. What number one was saving, uh, having less traffic rumbling up and down the streets and saving wear and tear on the roads. And the number two being uh, less illegal dumping all over the place. Well, if there was going to be less illegal dumping. You'd think there would never be any stray couches lying around North Minneapolis with its municipal trash system. And second of all, it's not the garbage trucks that cause all the damage in St. Paul streets. It's the buses, the cars. And the weather. And the, the there you go. That's the big kahuna, actually. Yeah. So, uh, and, and a city that doesn't know how to patch streets anymore because it's busy funding resiliency officers. Anyway, that's uh, another peeve here. So, so St. Paul Trash. We got about a minute before our next break here, uh, Patricia Hartman. We can keep you another segment because we need to talk about the sure. response to this. I mean, sure. just setting up the problem takes. 
takes forever. Okay, so St. Paul Trash, tell us about the organization and uh, what you seek to do briefly before we take a quick break. Well, it's truly, truly, at heart, a grassroots organization. There were a bunch of us that just managed to find each other, partially because of the publicity that was generated right at the beginning of this uh, debacle as it started to hit the news. We found each other. And uh, we found out that in um, amongst our group, we probably had, I think, a combination of skills and skill sets where we have somebody who's very knowledgeable about the petition process and what you've got to do in terms of procedure to fight City Hall. And uh, quite a few people that were fired up and angry, and that's always a motivator, and willing to do it. And so we just had a few meetings and started to look at things, and then we started to see the ordinances being passed by uh-huh. the city council. That yeah. was happening, I believe, in July. And um, somebody in our group who was very familiar with the law said, you know, there's so many days to get a petition signed. So we'll come back to that with uh, Patricia Hartman and your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. You tweeted, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Should pro-Israel Christians be concerned that Islam has moved into Congress? Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is openly calling for a one-state solution to the Mideast conflict. That's code language for the destruction of Israel. People should be outraged if new lawmakers were calling for the destruction of Lebanon, Egypt, or even France. But few are protesting language that suggests Israel should be wiped off the map. Minnesota's new rep from the 3rd District, Ilan Omar, has said Israel has hypnotized the world and has asked Allah to awaken people to the evil doings of Israel. What about the evil doings of Venezuela, Cuba, and China? There is certainly a double standard when it comes to God's land, Israel. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through, American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Number. Hey, don't forget the Patriot Fan Club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. It's like a rewards program, only you don't have to haul a card around. Someday, that extra couple of ounces will help you. Well, okay, that fractionment ounce will will come in handy that you're saving by not hauling another card around in your wallet. Trust me. Uh, the last time I cleaned out the, the, the 
cards in my wallet. I was able to, to card paper a room in my house. Nice and waterproof. A lot of stuff to haul around. Anyway, Patriot Fan Club. Go to am12athepatriot.com. Sign up. There's all sorts of perks. Check it out. Just go to the website. We're talking with Patricia Hartman of St. Paul Trash. And I will say, while we've been talking about the opposition that has sprung up uh, to uh, the the Tony Soprano's uh, mob style trash system that we have been uh, inflicted with in St. Paul, it does have supporters. I've been canvassing some of them on some social media, some St. Paul discussion groups, and there are people who say, "Yeah, it's pretty good. I kind of like it." It's and I, and I find these people are universally a people who have plenty of money, so they don't notice an extra ten, fifteen bucks. I mean, a fifty percent increase on one barrel, which is what I had, comes to about ten bucks a month, which. I'd rather have it for other things, but it's not a gut shot for me. Not when I was poor. That was another whole story. So not minimizing it. There are also people who, for whatever reason, have the boundless leisure in life to be home all day counting trash trucks that are going by. And I don't know who these people I know who these people are. These are the people who sit and fuss and fret about the noises and inconveniences of city life like these are these are people behind the smoking ban in bars before the rest of the state banned it these are the people who are behind uh banning hot rods rolling up and down university and snelling during the summer during the hot rod shows at the fairgrounds because it was too noisy these are people these are the people who for some reason want to live in the middle of one of america's large vibrant cities but want it to sound like an Iowa cornfield after 8 o'clock at night. Who are these people, and where do they come from, and what head injury do they have to get to believe this, Patricia Hartman? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, the number of people who really were in favor of organized trash were really in a very obvious minority when we were gathering signatures. Right. And I think some of the people that were originally the proponents of the city taking over the plan turned against it once they realized how much more expensive it was and how really lousy the service was going to be. Right. They didn't foresee that. Right. Um, you know, they were believers. Because it's a city run by a city council where not a single person anymore has any experience in the world of business. Uh, once Pat Harris left the city council, who had some private sector experience, God bless him, and we miss him, uh, he, and he was the only voice that you could find that might even think about speaking out against a, a boondoggle like this. Now, everyone on the city council and the mayor and everyone in the executive branch in this city is people whose entire background in public policy comes out of the realm of magical thinking. It's like if we believe in the change, we can be the change we want to be. Those sorts of people, which is great, except that they have no they they, they focus on goals, which is fine. But they have not the foggiest clue about the cost of achieving these goals. And that's that's what led us to where we're at today. And there and yet people of St. Paul heretofore seem to be perfectly willing to keep returning these same people, these same magical thinkers to office to keep uh, doing their magical thinking mischief on other areas of life over and over and over again. Well, we're hoping to change that, aren't we, Patricia? We are. Yeah, we are. And I guess I would say, Mitch, I don't know if it's so much magical thinking. The part I was struck by was it was a total lack of common sense. <laughs> uh, tomato, we, tomato. Oh, well, when we looked at it, I mean... You, you, you should realize that the whole statute and the whole legal framework that provides the impetus and the basis for this organized trash is something that's supposed to promote the environmental cause of generating less trash and recycling more. And what do we really have? We now have alleys that are filled with $4 million worth of freshly minted plastic uh -huh. that the city went out and purchased, even though I was told the haulers offered to use the existing trash bins that they already had. <laughs> but no, we couldn't reuse them. No, these big, large chunks of plastic. I don't know what they're, what they're doing with them. But no, the city had to go out and spend $4 million on all brand new plastic trash. And then, of course, fill up the alleys. That's, I think, one of my concerns is, I was told by somebody who was a snowplow driver that it's really hard to plow these alleys in the wintertime. Those plows just knock those pieces of plastic around because there's huh. nowhere for them to go. Yeah. And it's really getting harder and harder for us to get in and out of our alley these days. <laughs> and um, the 
Let's see, we now have 52 plastic barrels in the alley with a block that has 26 houses. Yeah. It would sure be nice to get rid of a few of those pieces of plastic. Wow, we're at 44 in my alley, and a lot of these people do not need I I mean, my recycling barrel, I may put an item in it every couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I may rack up some Amazon boxes and Coborn's boxes and throw them in there. That's it. I, I could get by with a with a ten gallon tub and use it rarely. Anyway, point being, so what do we do about this? We got about six minutes remaining. Patricia Hartman, St. Paul Trash wants to do something about us. Talk us through this. Okay, the only thing we can do. I mean, we gathered the signatures, which is you know, a lot of people don't know these things, but we in St. Paul are a home rule charter city. And and we did in our charter, our charter is like our little constitution mm-hmm. for the city. We reserved for ourselves the rights to have rights like initiative and referendum and recall. And referendum is you refer a law that the city council has passed yep. and you can refer it to the electorate on the ballot. And you have to move fast after the city council passes an ordinance. There's only a 45-day time period to gather. And in our case, it was just shy of 5,000 signatures. And we went out and we gathered it. And then we were told that this should have been, um, these were legally sufficient signatures. We had enough. The Ramsey County Elections Office certified them. And the city council said, gee, we don't think this issue is appropriate to put on the ballot. And at that point, your only recourse, I mean, we're really being denied our basic constitutional right of referendum. And it's no small matter to gather those signatures. Right. Uh, But, okay, so now we have a lawsuit going. So we have to get a court order to tell the city to put this matter on the ballot, the November 5 2019 election ballot. And that's where we're headed now with a court yeah. case. So the, the court case, is, has this been filed yet? Yes, I mean, it was. It was okay. filed on uh, February 7th. With whom? Uh, Ramsey County District Court, and we've been assigned Judge Leonardo Castro. Okay. Don't know him, but okay, best of luck with that. I, when, when can we expect to see that actually going to a court well, a trial? Well, actually, um, this kind of a case is it's a matter of law. I mean, the facts are probably something that are going to be stipulated to by both sides. And for our you know, position, we the law required so many signatures. Did we have them? Yes, even the city admitted we had them. Okay, so then don't we have a right to put this on the ballot and put it to a vote? And by the way, when you have a right of referendum, two things happen. It suspends the law from being enforced until the electorate votes. So that means every day that goes by right now, the city is in violation of its charter. Because when we turned in those signatures in October and the letter came back on October 31st saying, yep, they have enough. That should have suspended this plan right then and there. Until we hear from the electorate on November 5, we don't really know one way or the other whether or not this ordinance should be put into effect. It'll be a yes or no vote in November. Okay. So so we're basically waiting on the court to rule on... On, on, on the, the ref- propriety of putting this on the ballot. Okay. And then hopefully it gets on the ballot and becomes a matter of organizing people to get out and vote... Well, that's a good question because the county will write the ballot question and they will write it in the most confusing way possible to make sure that as many people as possible mistakenly vote to keep uh, New Jersey style trash. Well, I've been I've been told of that and that will be our job, too. And as as it is when people, you know, we are a political action campaign committee because we are attempting to influence um, a ballot question in the fall. And we will continue to try to get the word out once we see how this question is going to be worded so that we can alert the electorate what a yes means, what a no means, that sort of thing, yes. So what we're going to have to do is, first of all, see how the court case comes out, obviously. And if if things come out in our favor and this does actually go to the ballot on November 5th, we're going to have to spend some time making sure every person in St. Paul knows what the correct vote on this is and also fight against what I'm going to guarantee is a sophisticated disinformation campaign on the part of the trash. I'm sorry, the political class in the city of St. Paul. I don't know how I made that mistake, Patricia Hardman. <laughs> well, and then the other thing is this fall, is it just so happens, all of those city council 
offices are also up for re-election. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so the timing was, I don't know, what would you say, serendipitous? Fortuitous. Yes. This is good. And, and so if someone were to form a private trash, plow our streets, I don't know, maybe legalize marijuana party and, and run seven city council candidates, the time timing might actually be good there as well, hypothetically. Well, the trash issue is going to be there, right. and and um, the people who are currently on the council that are running for re-election, um, Jane Prince was the only one still there who actually did vote no on the plan. Dan Bostrom, who did resign recently, was the other no vote. Jane Prince, I go back with her. She used to be the legislative assistant for Ellen Anderson. While I agree with Ellen Anderson, uh, agreed, I should say, with her on absolutely nothing when she was my state senator, uh, Jane Prince may have been the best constituent service person I've ever run into in the Minnesota Senate back when she was in that. So while I disagree with her on policy pretty much wholesale, uh, she's generally good people. And if she voted uh, no on the initial proposal, then my estimation of her just uh, in, inched up another notch or two. So we're down to our final minute or so here. Uh, Patricia Hartman, how can people find out more about helping out uh, with St. Paul Trash? Well, I'm really glad that you asked that. We have a website, stpaultrash.com, S-T-P-A-U-L-T-R-A-S-H.com. We try to keep it up to date. We hold information meetings. I will be at one tomorrow. Uh, we're trying to get some information out to the caucuses and different political groups. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, do the, we'll talk about this again. I will uh, post the link at shotinthedark.info for people who didn't catch it. So, uh, Patricia Hartman, thanks for coming out. We'll do this again soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the Patriot. One more segment to go. Don't know where. The fun is still technically just beginning. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is, is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the The best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. 
Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-1-1 to 85850. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, Mitchburg. Final segment, Saturday edition. I'm in for Brad Carlson tomorrow, depending on the weather. It may be a pre-recorded broadcast. It may be live and in person. We will see what happens for tomorrow during the broadcast anyway. So be careful out there if you're uh, planning on driving around tonight. The snowfall amounts are expected to be anywhere between uh, zero and two thousand inches. So be careful. Depending on uh, depending on factors that that we don't know. So uh, be careful out there tonight, uh, folks. And especially if you're in the outlying areas where weather is not a laughing matter. Anyway, I'll be posting links to St. Paul Trash at shotsinthedark.info. This past week, uh, there were hearings at the Minnesota House uh, Minnesota House of Representatives Judicial <clears throat> Division, not committees anymore. No, Siri Bob. And about the uh, the new gun control bills that the Minnesota House of Representatives Democrat majority is trying to jam down during this session here. Now, it's not going to work this session, but it's all political theater. And don't think I'm being dismissive when I say that political theater counts. It helps people decide their votes. It's uh, it's important, folks. And. Getting people's votes down on record, of course, is is what what these committee hearings are all about. But getting people's statements on record is also kind of interesting as well. Um, there are a couple of performances during these hearings at the Judicial Division this past Wednesday that were worth watching for a variety of reasons. One of them was that of Dakota County Attorney Jim Backstrom. Now, Jim Backstrom has been the county attorney in Dakota County for uh, as long as I can remember. Going back to the 1990s, I believe, I'm almost positive he goes back to the 1990s. He's been in office forever. And he is a metrocrat of the most uh, dismal order. And most prominently, he is a, as rabid an anti-gunner as you will find in the uh, in the prosecutor ranks anywhere in the metro area. He is... He may be worse than John Choi. I think that in some respects he's worse than Mike Freeman. Mike Freeman, at least, while he will represent for the side of, of, of the gun control groups in, in a political sense and certainly would be a friend of theirs had he ever been elected to uh, legislative or, or executive office. He's run for governor any number of times, is guess the one I'm getting to say, and he would have certainly been a supporter of of any sort of gun control measure you could you can imagine. He is also a uh, he's also treat in at least a number of cases of obvious self defense that we've talked about on the broadcast. He's treated uh, law abiding shooters fairly, as in people who had legitimate cases of self-defense were treated fairly and not prosecuted by the Hennepin County Attorney's Office. Now, I'm not familiar with many cases of law-abiding self-defense uh, in Dakota County because it's Dakota County. It's Egan, for crying out loud. But Jim Backstrom is one of the bad guys. He is he's a pro-law and order candidate, provided that it's the police uh, and his office determining and enforcing the laws and ensuring the order. If you're a law-abiding citizen who deigns to take the responsibility and burden of self-defense for himself, his life, his property, his or her family, his or her community, his or her freedom into their own hands, uh, even notionally and on a preemptive basis by owning a firearm, he doesn't like you much. Uh, he has been setting himself up as tough on crime his entire career, but he does not seem to distinguish between law-abiding citizens with guns and criminals with guns, which is fine if you're talking about some bobble-headed metro area DFL city councilwoman or legislator. Not so good when you're talking about a county prosecutor, someone who's in charge of wielding the hammer of the prosecutor's office against those they can, those that society considers to be offenders. 
in their jurisdiction. Jim Backstrom has a long habit of lying about gun owners, about gun laws, about the history of gun laws, about the effects of gun laws. I busted him in 2012, I believe, uh, about uh, the st- his stance on, at that time, during the 2012 session, Tony Cornish's Stand Your Ground bill. Uh, he flat out lied about it. He, in an article, in a uh, opinion piece that he wrote, actually, in, I believe it was the uh, Min Post back then. Uh, Star Tribune. Sorry, the Star Tribune. Uh, he flat out lied about it. He said, currently, Minnesota authorized use of deadly force without an obligation to retreat when done to prevent the commission of a felony in a person's home. Uh, when not in his or her home, the person can use force to avert a threat. The, the proposed changes would eliminate the duty to retreat before exercising the right of self-defense in all locations, and uh, including deadly force, if the individual reasonably believes such force is needed. And, and that was true so far. But then he want, he implied that all you needed to do to kill someone is reasonably believe you were you were under attack and then blaze away because you had no more duty to retreat. He portrayed misleadingly the intent, the 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 structure and the substance of the proposed law, and he did it to terrify the gullible and the low-information voters that, in fact, are the entire gun control movement. He is the reason that I believe if I were a legislator or, heaven forbid, the governor of the state, I would push to the hilt a law making it a misdemeanor at the very least for officers of the court to knowingly misrepresent laws that were before the people for consideration, to knowingly lie about the subject of a law. Anyway, that wasn't even the subject Wednesday night. Jim Backstrom, in talking about the red flag gun confiscation orders, said in pretty much as many words, due process is a bother. Due process is hard. He could he could do so much better cleaning up Dakota County if he Dakota County if he didn't have to worry about all that due process and protecting the rights of the accused. If he could just shovel them into mass graves Life would be so much easier for him and his precious county attorney's office. Duly noted, represent uh, County Attorney Backstrom. Uh, on the other hand, uh, and I wish I had more time, I wish I had the audio to talk about this, uh, we had some brilliant testimony from Reverend Tim Christopher, who was from Missionary Baptist Church in North Minneapolis, uh, who gave this brilliant, he's a minister in North Minneapolis, who, who quite correctly said these laws will save not a single life in North Minneapolis, these laws are, are are shams. They are diversions. They are deflections. They are feel good security theater for a bunch of white suburban middle class uh, do gooders who want a virtue signal about their intentions about gun violence without actually saving you know the people who are dying disproportionately, the people, uh, the black and brown children of North Minneapolis who will not be affected in the least by any of this Democrat virtue signaling. I'm going to try and get uh, Reverend Christopher on the broadcast. It was a brilliant performance. I have it linked at shotinthedark.info. Watch it. Do it. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Stay warm. See you tomorrow. It's March Mayhem at the Patriot, and we have an extraordinary opportunity to help grow your business or nonprofit. This includes commercials on air, plus another powerful marketing tool that offers high ROI. Our plan is incredibly targeted to match you with 50,000 of your best prospects, and it's very affordable. For details on this slam dunk of a deal, call us today at 651-289-4444. I'm Tom Kalish from Cane 11 Socks. Whether it's technology or products that make our lives more comfortable, innovation is constantly improving everything. But socks, they haven't changed in 50 years. Traditional sock brands make socks in one size fits all or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. At Kane 11, we think it's time somebody innovated the sock industry. So we make socks in 11 individual sizes from 7 to 17 to fit each size foot perfectly. You won't believe what wearing a pair of socks in your exact size feels like until you try them. It's quite remarkable. After all, your feet hold up your whole body and the better your socks fit, the better your feet are going to feel all day. Our socks are crafted in the USA with fine-gauge merino wool. 
in the perfect weight and cushioning. And our styles, well, they're designed to work with anything you wear. So step up to the next innovation and try a pair of Kane 11s. See what Esquire, Men's Health, and Golf Digest are all raving about. Save 20% off your first order at Kane11.com. That's K-A-N-E-1-1.com. Kane11.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Co-pays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. A worn-out battery can cause your phone to die really quickly. Don't pay to upgrade to a new phone. Let Arby's replace your old worn-out iPhone battery with a new one. We can also replace screens, cameras, and power connections so you can give your iPhone problems the boot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.